Welcome to the Poet and the Reader podcast. If you like all things bookish, then you are then you have come to the right place. Hi, I'm Shanice. And I'm Vina, and welcome to a brand new episode where I announce that I am giving up on reading. <laughs> You're ridiculous. This is I the swear. end of the road for me. This um, is the end of the road for me. It's about to be my 13th reason. <laughs> I think I've, I've read all the books I need to read, and I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I guess. Right? It's yeah. a, ended a high note, you know what I mean? <laughs> it is. It is. It is November. Like, if you want to give up reading or, like, you want to <laughs> wait till next year. Did you hit your goal? I am one book away from my goal. Okay, so read one more book. Why not? I don't, I don't know. I'll explain to you guys. If you don't, if you don't okay. follow us on Instagram, where I had my whole uh, existential, existential, there you go, crisis. Um, hi, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> how you up? been how's life i've been i how about you it's going how's the reading it's going. going i know you passed your goal oh. by like 100 <laughs> no i like so my goal was 60 yeah. and then my personal goal was 69 oh right and it was a the whole joke so yeah. i hit 69 books you did and like yeah i did so yeah. we can both give up together Let's do this. Yeah, like, I I don't know. I'm in a funk. Like, I'm in a mood. I'm in a slump. Like, I don't even know. I'm in the trenches right now. So, like, yeah. I haven't really been... Like, every book that I start, I just put it down. And then I had a DNF of... Oh, my God. We'll talk about uh, that later because yes. the bitch was mad. Like, yes. <laughs> I was so mad. I mean, I'm oh glad it's happening to you now instead of, like, the middle of the year because then that would have been... Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, like, the thing is, is, like, I feel like it's happening to me for a reason that I, I, I understand and I know, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to read books that are just, you know, going to try to get me out of the slump. I, I feel know. that. I feel that. But anyway, talking about our last reads. Uh-huh. Should we go into <laughs> our last reads or should we explain, like, what this episode is going to be about? Uh, Yeah, let's explain it. So, as we teased last okay. time... We are each going to make recommendations on our rising sun and moon signs, which I'm yes. very excited about. First, we were just going to do yes. our sun. Is that the first one? Sun, right? Um, yeah. We were going to do that. Shanice is a Capricorn. I'm a Libra. So we were, I was thinking about it. I was like, why don't we do our rising? Because I relate so much more to my rising and my moon than Libra. But we can get into that later. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm excited, and we're going to do recommendations, and then obviously mm-hmm. let you know what we last read, and why I'm giving up on reading for life, you know? Yeah. Lighthearted stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the plan. So, last read. Okay. Do you want to get into the reason of why you want to give up reading? I think you have more to say All than right. I do. All right. So, okay. I finished two books. One of them destroyed mm-hmm. me mentally, physically, emotionally. But I'll go into the lighthearted one, which I buddy okay. read with Jalissa. Hi, Jalissa. Um, so, we read Highly Suspicious and Unfairly Cute by Talia Hibbert, who I love. She wrote the Brown Sisters trilogy, which I... I really want you to read because I feel like you would love it so much. Um, mm-hmm. So she does uh, BIPOC leads, falling in love, very low trauma. Like there's barely any trauma in it. A little bit, but they're not yeah. a much. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so this one is a, her first YA novel and it's coming out, okay. I want to say January 3rd. Yeah, it's coming up in January. Um, and we read an arc. And this one is about, it's super funny. It's a story about a quirky content creator. This is the first book that is very heavy on TikTok. And I thought I would hate okay. it and I didn't hate it. 
I was like, okay. Well, you she's... spend 17 hours on TikTok, <laughs> so of course you wouldn't hate it. I spend my life on TikTok. Um, but oh I thought God. I would get annoyed, you know, with like young kids talking about TikTok. But she's actually very mature for her age and she was really cool. And she's... um. Okay. A conspiracy TikToker. So oh, all of her- I love Dude. conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh my god. You would love this main character, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So it's about uh Bradley and Celine. Bradley is pretty much perfect. I, I actually disagree with these synopsis, but anyway, I'm gonna read the synopsis that the book has. Um he's a star football player and he manages his OCD well enough and comes out top in all of his classes, except for the ones that he shares with his ex-best friend. Celine. Celine mm. is a conspiracy theory obsessed person. She has, um, I want to say like 30,000 followers on TikTok. Like she's pretty huge and whatever. And all the kids like uh, recognize her. It's pretty cute. Um, but she's always talking about conspiracies and UFOs and like these crazy theories. It's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not cool enough for the popular table of course which is where which is why brad abandoned her for the in crowd years ago these days there's nothing between them other than petty insults and academic rivalry when i tell you these two were like ruthless with each other like so mean the whole time i'm just texting jealous and i'm like these people are like really really hating each other it's so funny um but i love it i love it um (laughs) So when Celine signs up for a survival guide, uh, survival guide, survival course in the woods, she's surprised that Brad is right beside her. Forced to work as a team for their chance to win a grand prize, these two teens must trudge through not just mud and dirt, but their messy past. Oh, God. And as this adventure brings them closer, they begin to remember the good bits of their history. But too much time has passed, or just enough to spark a new kind of relationship. Dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super cute. It's adorable. I really enjoyed it. I think each character was very like fleshed out, and the banter was out of this world. And I um, love yeah, it's it's set in England, but you can barely tell. It's it's really really well done, and I loved it. I laughed out loud so many times. And please pick it up when it comes out in January. It's really cute. And I guess I should talk about Cersei. Hello. I this guess. is the <laughs> this is the reason I'm giving up on life. Um this, this is book the origin was, of her villain story. This book, this book. I don't even know how I can explain how much I loved it. I was Cersei. I was immersed in this story. I was in the island with her. I was suffering with her. I was was crying with her. I was mad with her. Like, I have rarely connected to a character as much as I did with her. And it's insane because she's like a goddess. (laughs) And I'm like, how can you connect with this character? But I mean, if you were going to connect with any character, Venus is going to connect with a goddess, right? Like For real. Anyway, um, so Madeline Miller wrote Son of Achilles, which you and I read. And we were like, it's too overhyped. I don't get the love for it, right? And TikTok Mm -hmm. is obsessed with it. They need to forget about that book and love Cersei because mm-hmm. Madeline Miller grew so much, dude. I was just shook. Like I tabbed that book almost every page because every quote was like hitting me in the chest. Like, holy crap, you just got me in the feels so hard. Um, but I, I am obsessed with it. I, I don't know how I can move on. 
mm-hmm. I don't know how I can pick up another book. I was taking down notes because she mentions a lot of um, God and goddesses and all these creatures. And I just wanted to write them down. And I have this huge, I think I've mentioned it before, but I have this huge Greek mythology book that I'm going to like look back and see what they say about each character. Just very nerdy crap. Um, but <laughs> I, I loved it. I should tell you guys what it's about. You probably know what it's about, but I'll tell you. Um, it's in the house of Helios, god of the sun and mightiest of the Titans. A daughter is born, but Circe is a strange t- child, neither powerful like her father nor viciously alluring like her mother turning to the world of mortals for companionship she discovers that she does possess power the power of witchcraft dude mm-hmm. dude dude she's the first witch of the western literature world did you know that i did not oh, know i that. didn't know that this is brand new information um i started Wait. this book on uh halloween day and i was like this is a random pick but it's not random because she's a witch and i was like oh that's pretty cool anyway um so she can transform rivals into monsters and menace the gods themselves threaten zeus banish her banishes her to a deserted island where she hones her 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 craft tames wild beasts and crosses paths with many of the most famous figures in all of mythology including that daedalus yes daedalus icarus medea and of course odysseus oh i have so many thoughts about odysseus that man anyway (laughs) but there is danger danger too for a woman who stands alone and circe draws the wrath of both men and gods ultimately finding herself pitted against one of the most terrifying and vengeful of the Olympians. To protect what she loves most, Circe must summon all her strength and choose once and for all whether she belongs with the gods she is born with or with the mortals she has come to love. Bro, I cry so much. This book is so freaking good. It's going to be in my top of the year, like without a doubt. Okay. So you listened to it it. on audio? I did did both. No, I did both. Okay. So, Good. Song of Achilles, the narrator, I fell in love with that man, and I've mentioned it before. And I was hesitant. I was like, how can this female narrator top this man that I fell in love with? But she did an amazing job, and I'm so glad I did both. Um, but yeah, I listened, and I read with her. And I cried so much. It was so good. I can't read after this. I just can't. <laughs> right. I can't. You got one more book towards your goal. I know, I know. And I have to read the book club book for the show, but I just... You should have just saved Cersei for your last read of this year. I know. I didn't know I was going to love it this much. Because, you know, Song of Achilles was like, eh, it was a book. Um, Yeah. But you knew Cersei was going to be better. Like, you had a feeling. Yeah, I did have that feeling. Hmm. Oh, wow. It did win the Goodreads Choice Award in 2018. Well done. Look at that. Well done. Wait, did did um the Song of Achilles did too? Because then that's not saying much, right? Uh, no, it didn't win anything. Okay, uh, Song of Achilles, which is surprising. as it shouldn't have. Yeah, I no, think I'm it's kidding. just a, no. I think it's a TikTok fave. It's not really a yeah. It's a TikTok book, a TikTok yeah. mirage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. That's why I'm not reading anymore. Now it's your turn. <laughs> okay, so um. Yeah, I've just been in a book slump. So um, I think that I've mentioned it last episode, but I'll I'll mention it again. Um, I don't remember if I covered this one. I think I might have put it in my like currently reading. 
So yeah. um, the last, the first last book that I read was Love Magnet by Ali McDermott. And I'll just quickly go into the synopsis of it. Uh, Gemma, Anders- Gemma Anderson is new to lesbian dating, recently divorced and looking for love. The annual dating festival is a last resort after a string of failed matches. Steph Campbell has a long, has long come to terms with being per- perpetually single. So working in her bar during the most loved up season of the year, she hardly expects to encounter a match. Gemma is letting her head rule her heart. Steph is content to just be friends. Will they find a way to put their differences aside? Now, this was a part of the Love Fest um, series, and this was the third, and I'm not sure if this is the last book in that installment, but um, I really like this book, and I feel like in a series, I genuinely love the first and the third book, and I have a hard, I have a hard time reading the second book. Are you the same way, like, when you're reading series, like, the second book? Oh, yeah. Like, I kind yeah, of lose like, steam. I was like, why, why do yeah. I care? <laughs> yeah, it's like connecting like the, the series. But I yeah. think with like standalone books, it, it's like kind of the same way where like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like in the middle of like, and eh, this could have not been a book. But with this book, I mean, with this series, it was pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, There was parts in the in this book in particular that I craved wanting more. Like mm-hmm. there was moments in the book um that kind of skipped in time and I think this was a common theme in her books where I was like, "Wait, let us spend some time in this moment." Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're watching a show and they put music over dialogue and it's like you want to hear what's going on, like that same uh, want, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um in particular in this book, um there was um a moment where Steph and Gemma were at was at Steph's ex-weddings her ex's wedding now the background of Steph is that she didn't have family and her family like turned her back on her when she came out as a teen so Steph became Mm. really close with her ex's family and one of the main reasons why her ex and her broke up was her unhealthy relationship with work and being a workaholic and things like that so like it's not like something like one of them it wasn't a bad breakup it was just a breakup that was like really hard for both of them because it was like one of those breakups where like there is no moving like you're not moving towards anything you're not like progressively getting better together as a unit so you guys Mm -hmm. like break up you know but Mm -hmm. they always stayed friends and her ex's wife does not like Steph and her ex kind of goes behind the ex's back so the ex uh, Steph's ex goes behind her new girlfriend or like her fiance at the times back to talk to Steph but Steph hates that like she genuinely wants her ex to be happy and she doesn't have any ill intentions so there was this moment in the wedding where the ex's wife was like being kind of a dickhead to Steph so she goes to take a breather and Gemma comes to talk to her and then Steph's ex comes and wants to speak to her and we kind of never see what happens and I would I wanted to know to see what happened because it was the first time that the ex like seen Gemma and met her and so like I wanted to like know more about like what did the ex feel like when she met Gemma was this somebody that she thinks that Steph could be with you know like because the they're both encouraging to like their their like relationships um encouraging to the like their life plan you know like they're still like very good friends so I don't know hmm. it's always weird for me like when I see um like because lesbians have this thing where we like always friends with each other mm-hmm. and then like you have I don't know. It's just really weird. And it's not like straight dating. Um, I try to tell my straight friends this, that it's not the same. And sometimes we're like really good friends after. But yeah. Right. So anyway, okay. that's it. Um, My second book was a reread and it just hit. Like, I love this book so much and it hit just as, as oh, good. Oh, I think as the I know time. what this is. <laughs> girl, I'm obsessed with this book. It's called Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers. Mm. And um, I'll just tell you guys what it's about because I love this book so much. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, with her newly completed PhD in astronomy in hand, 28-year-old Grace Porter goes on a girl's trip to Vegas to celebrate. She is not the kind of person who goes to Vegas and gets drunkenly married to a woman whose name she doesn't know until she does exactly that. This one moment of departure from her stern ex-military father's plan for her life has, one, has Grace wondering why she doesn't feel more fulfilled completing her degree. Staggering under the weight of her father's expectations, a struggling job market, and feelings of burnout, Grace flees her home in Portland for a summer in New York with the wife she barely knows. When reality comes crashing in, Grace must face um, what she's been running from all along, the fears that make us human, the family scars that need to heal, and the longing for connection, especially when navigating the messiness of adulthood. I just feel like this is such a good book. Like, it's such a solid mm-hmm. fucking book. I love it so I have much. a question about this book. I have Does an it... answer for you, maybe. <laughs> Does it end in a happy note? I'm not going to tell you that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You got to read the book. I want you to read it. It's such a good book. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like, I I don't know. Because, like, a part of me thinks that Vina would like this book, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to Vina right now. (laughs) Part of me thinks that Vina's going to like this book because I just think that there's a lot of things that she can relate to it, right? Okay. Um, Right, podcast fam, not Vina. (laughs) Okay. And, um... And like, but then there's a part of me that kind of thinks that Vina's gonna not like this book. And I think it's because it's, it's very like, I want to say like emotionally driven, like very cosmic in a way that it's like Mm. things happen and it kind of like falls into place. And she doesn't like when things happen like that, you know, even though life is kind of like that, right? Like Like coincidences? Excuse me, I'm not talking to you. Oh. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) What'd you say? Like a coincidence kind of? vibe i don't think it's coincidence i feel like i feel like it's like how life happens sometimes like Mm. and i feel like i i think i relate to this book so much where like um when i was in a very like um a place in my life where it was very hard and like i didn't understand why things were not happening like I had wanted things to happen so bad and they would not happen no matter how how hard I fought and it felt like really cosmic like the universe was like the universe had me by the shoulders and Mm. the other and her other hand was like just punching me in the fucking gut right like that's how it, it genuinely felt right right and then like when I let go of things in my life everything fell into place like everything happened and I was just like wow you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like this mm-hmm. that's how this book happens. And like like even though it may feel like oh, you know, that wouldn't happen in real life, but yes it would. Like I feel like it would, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. So that is me. I I will read it because I like to read the books that you love this much. I think yeah, it says a lot. Yeah, I read it twice. Yeah, I read it twice. Yeah. And also Patty's reading it currently. And then Kalima has it, and I'm like, mm. "Yo, you got to read it. Like, I just want people <laughs> to read this book, you know? And then, like, um, I, I've said this before. Like, the reason why I, I genuinely like the book for, like, all the reasons. And the main character, Grace, has a friend. And, um, like, it just is, like, a very cosmic friendship and, like, mm-hmm. a soulmate type of friendship. And I have that. So um, okay, I bought okay. it for my best friend who took it to Paris with her and read it, like, four or five times while she was there. She Aww. loved this book so much. I love And that. so, like, yeah, I just felt like it was a good connection to have with my best friend because I was just like, I see you in this book. And she was like, no, I definitely see you in this book, you know. Mm, so. Cute. All right. So <laughs> I fucking DNF'd the book, and I've never been so mad to DNF a book 
And Vina has the voice messages as evidence of my anger because yeah. I wanted to read this Dude, book Dude, I was so laughing bad. so hard. It was so funny. Yeah, I was so upset. I wanted to fling this fucking book out the window. Like, I was so upset <laughs> about this book being bad. Well, not yeah. bad, but not for me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So this book is called... I didn't write the title because I didn't want to remember. <laughs> Hold on, let me go to Goodreads called mm-hmm. Can't Resist Her by Kiana Alexander. And let me just tell you, right? I'm mad because this book was not for me. And then, like, she had the nerve to have my sister's name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, it's spelled, it's spelled differently. But I was just like, okay. when I picked it up, I was like, oh, Kiana. Like, my mm-hmm. little sissy. But anyway. <laughs> After years away from home, Summer Graves is back in Austin, Texas to accept a new position teaching position of all the changes to the old neighborhood the most disperting one is that is the ice is the slated uh, demolition of the high school um her grandmother founded there's no way she can let developers destroy her memories and her family legacy but the challenge is stirs memories of another kind on the architectural team revitalizing the neighborhood hometown girl um Eichel holt is all about progress then she sees summer again some things never change uh, ne- neither can forget the kiss they shared at their senior year dance. Neither can come down from their unwavering beliefs about what's right for the neighborhood. For now, the only thing Summer and Eichel are willing to give into is the heat that still burns. But can two women with so much passion for once was and what could be agree to disagree long enough to fall in love? I'm just upset that this book did not work out mm. for me because that's mm-hmm. such a good, that's such a good like, ooh, like it's chef's kiss description, yeah. right? Right, like, right. two mm. black women are, like, the two black queer women are the main characters of this book. So I was like, yes, I'm about to. But, like, it was just not good. Like, for me, it was right. just not good. It was just. No, you read you read a paragraph, and I'm like, this is the worst. DNF Yeah, this now. was not good for both of us because, like, I feel like <laughs> it was very, like, it was very, like, telling and not showing. And, like, that's one mm. of the things that, um, as a writer, like we like we go to classes for that, like uh, how to show and tell, but like how to show more than tell. Like this right. book was telling me so much and I just didn't care. It was not adding anything to the scene. Like I felt like I read 100 pages, but it could have been like six pages like mm, that was damn. worthy meat of the of the book. And like the dialogue just did not feel real at all. So it was just like these people do not talk like this to each other. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was just a note for me. So, yeah, that's it. That's okay. Yeah. Are you currently reading anything? Are you re- currently reading anything? No. I told you. This is it for me. <laughs> I'm still kind of re- So, like, the books that I'm listing are not books that I'm, like... I, I want to say, like, I'm I'm not actively reading them right now, but they're the mm-hmm. books that I'm carrying around so that I can read them. Um, okay. I'm still, like, not ca- actively reading, but still reading Women Without Shame. Uh, to be honest, I have not been reading that as much as I want to, but it's not because it's not good. It's just because I haven't been in the mood for reading. I'm not a slump. And That's then great. I want to read The Last Dreamer by Liz Hureta. And mm. this is um, a book that I have been wanting to read all year. Um, and Dear is a dreamer descended from a long line of seers, able to see beyond reality. She carries the rare gift of dreaming truth. But when the beloved king dies, his son has no respect for this time honored tradition. King Alken wants an opportunity to bring the dreamers to a permanent end, an opportunity Endear will give him if he discovers the two secrets she's struggling to keep. As violent change shakes Endear's world to its core, she is forced to make an impossible choice, fight for her own home or fight to survive. 
Uh, Saya is a seer, but not a dreamer. She has never been formally trained. Her mother exploits her daughter's gift, passing it off as her own as their travel from village to village, never staying in one place too long, almost as if they're running from something, almost as if they're, they're being hunted. When Saya loses the necklace she's worn since birth, she discovers that seeing isn't her only gift and begins to suspect that everything she knows about her life has been carefully constructed lie. As she comes to distrust the own family she's ever known, Saya will, Saya will do what she's never done before, um, go where she's never been, and risk it all in the search of answers. And I'm like, is Saya and Nandir about to... No, let me stop. But <laughs> um, is this LGBT? I don't know. Um, mm. But yeah. Um, and then I'm, I'm like, I'm actively reading one book right now, but I'm going to talk about that later on in the podcast. So... Okay, I'll keep you cool. on your toes, Dina. Yeah, what the heck? I was like, I'm ready. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not reading anything for the foreseeable okay. future. <laughs> we shall see if that changes, but nope. Um, I don't know. Okay, are we ready to move on? <laughs> yeah, we are ready. I am ready. Okay. She's ready. Um, let's do it. So I will talk about Libras a little bit, and then Shanice will talk about the Capricorns, and then we'll go into our Rex. Does that yes. sound good? Okay, cool. Um, alrighty, so Libras. We value peace, harmony, equality. Very heavy on good vibes. And Libra's symbol is the scales, which highlights their love of balance and fairness in all things. In other words, we're very indecisive because we can see both sides. <laughs> and it is very annoying. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Libras also desire to make others happy and sometimes their own needs come last. So they care deeply about creating an atmosphere that looks and feels good, whether it's with creating the perfect playlist or arranging their shelves by color. LOL, that is me. Anyway, uh, Libras enjoy reading across a variety of genres and they prefer atmospheric books. Mm. All right, tell me about Capricorn. Okay, so my star sign is Capricorn, and I'm in... Well, I don't know, because you didn't go into this, so I'm not going to talk about my rising and my, my moon. Oh, yes. That's going to be um, later. <laughs> I feel like I really identify with my moon more than my Capricorn, but anyway. Capricorns may come mm. off as overly serious, power-hungry, but much like our symbol, the seagoat, they are business at first glance and delightfully weird once you get to know them, which is very true. Mm -hmm. um, they love to take charge and win while playing um, by the rules. They value traditions like loyalty and hard work, but also love to let loose and celebrate a big win. Um, I guess the book, like in the bookish world, they usually read primarily to learn, grow, or sometimes show off. Um, they're mm. some of the biggest fans of self-help and business genres, which I'm not, so. Um, so for me, my moon is Scorpio. And <laughs> that is the crazy side. Um, and then my rising is Cancer. Okay. And I'll go into more detail when I mention my picks for each of them. I don't What's have your... many details about that, but I'm an Aries okay. rising and a Leo moon. And mm. that is why I'm built the way I am. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I connect more with my Leo moon. I guess like the characteristics are like more. Um, okay. Leo, but... Actually, let's go into our famous writers because I okay. find that so interesting so okay. mine I'm gonna say are Oscar Wilde mm. Shanice's favorite F. Scott Fitzgerald <laughs> Arthur Miller who did Death of a Salesman I had no idea Truman Capote Breakfast mm. at Tiffany's T.S. Eliot 
William Faulkner. <laughs> I'm like so shocked. Shel Silverstein. John Lacar. And there is, I want to talk about more, they're not dead people. Um, Ta-Nehisi Coates, who wrote um, Between the World and Me, which is a great book. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hmm, okay. <laughs> is a Libra baby. Um, Rumi, who is a poet. Oh. And Long Dead, yeah. R.L. Stein. Dude, there's so many amazing. Right. I'm just Look so shook right now. Ursula Le Guin is a Libra. Uh, let's do one more because there's so many. Um, <laughs> and Rice. Okay. And a million more. It's insane. What about you? Oh, Bell Hooks, Bell Hooks, dude. Can you believe? Oh, look at you. You got good ones. Okay. It's for real. Yeah, you do. <laughs> what about you? All right, so mine's, I'm in company with, um, my favorite one, I'm going to put the first one, is Zora Neale Hurston, which I'm, I've mm, always loved Zora nice. Neale Hurston. Um, Edgar Allan Poe. Ooh. Stan Lee. Oh, nice. Shonda Rhimes, which she wrote, mm. um, she wrote a self-help book, and I, that is on my list. Very Capricorn okay. of me, right? Um, A.A. <laughs> Maline, uh, Maline. He wrote um, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, cute. Yeah. J.D. Salinger. Oh. Uh, Nicholas Sparks. No. Yes. Uh, J.R.R. Token. Okay. Uh, and let me do... Oh, uh, Henry Miller. Hmm. Okay. And I never read this um, this person, but I it came up a lot. Is Simone de Bivior. And, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. just it's familiar. I'm not familiar, but, like, interesting. Sounds familiar. And Ernest okay. J. Um, John, um, Gaines. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. That's all nice. I've I seen that I'm just, like. Dude, I was shook by mine. I was like, oh. Yeah. Hey, oh, what? Isaac As- Asmov. <laughs> Asmov. He mm-hmm. wrote um, I, Robot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Asimov. Yeah. I have a lot of science okay. fictions. And, um, yeah, yeah so. you do. Yeah, Stanley. Cool. I love that. Yeah. Alrighty. So down to our recs. Here we go. Yeah. So I, so I was going to mention The Great Gatsby, but everyone has read that. But I wanted to point out that as a Libra, you appreciate beauty, luxury, and romance. And Fitzgerald's mm-hmm. 1925 classic is like the perfect combination of all three. But I found another novel who's, that's very similar, and it's called The Girls in the Picture by Melanie Benjamin. And it's an intimate portrait of close friendship and powerful creative partnership between two of Hollywood's earliest female superstars in the 20s. So it's a novel Mm. about power, the power of women during their early years of Hollywood, and the power of forgiveness. So it's about the imbalance and the sacrifices and compromises that women must take in order to succeed. And at its heart, it is a novel about the power of female friendship. And I think it sounds really good. And I might pick yeah. it up. So my next one is a romance. And it's You Had Me at Ola by Alexis Daria. So Libras mm. love balance. So nothing is juicier <laughs> than witnessing the drama of a couple who struggles to find that very balance. It's 
very messy. Uh, especially when compassion goes such a long way for this air sign. So uh, opera star Jasmine Lynn Rodriguez has just been through a very public and very messy breakup. To make matters worse, it splashed all across the tabloids. Luckily for her, her plan to become a leading lady is already in the works, and she's on her way to her hometown of New York City to star in a bilingual rom-com. Luckily for her, a switch around with casting means she's starring opposite telenovela heartthrob Ashton Suarez. For the sake of both of their futures in acting, Jasmine and Ashton commit to private rehearsals to get the chemistry brewing. But when the chemistry that ignites is all too real, the balance between the professional and the private starts to tip. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> I would love to read it. Um, and then my third one is Sabrina and Karina by Callie Fajardo. Einstein. I'm sorry if I'm mm. mispronouncing that. So this is a short story collection and it's perfect to pick up and put down at any pace for when us Libras are feeling indecisive. So the stories follow several Latin characters, mainly women, as they band together families, friends, companions to forge a better life under circumstances of poverty, abuse, gentrification, and more. So those are my picks. What are yours? Um, my first read, which is uh, which I'm currently reading right now, one of my f- the first recommendation is "Written in the Stars" by Alexandria Bellafleur, and I feel like this is a good book for you to read if you're interested in astrology because it surround like the first book and the and the third book in particular is in the perspective of um, the co-owners of Twitter account Oh My Stars. It's fun because it has little things like signs, um, TV shows, and and flavored um, cake like. If you're if you're a Capricorn, you'd like this flavored cake. If you're um you know oh, cool. a Capricorn, this might be the TV show that you might like, or this is the TV show that you like, and mm-hmm. it's it's um it's like uh actual knowledge because uh L Jones, who's the uh, main character in this book, um she went to school for um astronomy and things like that, so she knows a lot about astrology and she does astrology readings and I I don't know I just think it's something that's like cool especially for people who are um skeptics about astrology Mm -hmm. I think this is a good book to for you to read because even even though it's a pseudoscience like it's it's just interesting you know like yeah I don't know people don't want to be alone and I think like L um L does a good job of like um having people like turn around their beliefs so I don't know I think do you know what signs the main characters are well, that is why I um this is the first one because mm-hmm. Darcy is a Capricorn. Oh, okay. And um yeah, so I really connected with Darcy's personality. I really liked her and could see why and how she thought about things um that she thought and also this is kind of like an enemies to lovers fake dating which is at uh, which I have been known to be a slut for. So <laughs> um so this is the book. After a disastrous blind date, Darcy Lowell is desperate to stop her well-meaning brother from playing matchmaker ever again. Love and the inevitable heartbreak is the last thing she wants. So she fibs and says her latest setup was a success. Um, Darcy didn't expect her lie to bite her in the ass. Elle Jones, one of the astrologers behind the popular Twitter account Oh My Stars, dreams of finding her soulmate, but she knows it's most assertedly not Darcy, a no-nonsense stick in the mud who is way too analytical, punctual, and skeptical for someone as free-spirited as Elle. When Darcy's brother and Elle's new business partner expresses how happy he is that they hit it off, Elle is baffled. Was Darcy on the same date? Because awkward. (laughs) 
When Darcy begs Elle to play along, she agrees to pretend they're dating to save face, but with a new with new connection um, conditions, Darcy must help Elle navigate her own overbearing family over the holidays, and their arrangement expires on New Year's Eve, the last thing they want um, that they expect is to develop real feelings during a fake relationship, but maybe opposites can attract when true love is written in the stars, which, I don't know, it was just really, it was really cool to just see how Elle broke down astrology. That's what I'll say. Um, I like that. Cool. The second book I picked was Slay by Brittany Morris. I've never read this book, but I feel I picked this book because Kiara embodies the overachieving successful identity. So that's why I picked this one. Um, by day, 17-year-old Kiara Johnson is a college student and one of the only black kids at Jefferson Academy. By night, she joins hundreds of thousands of black gamers who duel worldwide in the secret online role-playing card game Slay. No one knows Kiara is the game developer, not even her boyfriend, Malcolm, but when a teen in Kansas City is murdered over a dispute in the slay world, the media labels it as um, a racist hub for thugs. With threats coming from both sides, inside and outside the game, Kiara must fight to save the safe space she's created, but she can protect slay without losing herself. But can she protect slay without losing herself? Then my third one is Lot Stories by Brian Washington. And I feel like I wanted to put that in there because I feel like um, Capricorns have this need to be, like, uh, successful. And I and I feel like this was, like, a educational, like... Also, we love learning and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. like, this will be a good thing to, to, to read if you want to learn and grow and um, see something because, like, a lot of the, the other... Um, the other books that we like to read is a uh, more memoir. So I picked this one and it's the stories of a young man finding his place among family and community in house in Houston from a powerful emerging American voice in the city of Houston, a sprawling, diverse microism of America. The son of a black mother and a Latino father is coming of age. He's working at his family's restaurant, weathering his brother's um, blows, uh, resenting his older sister's absence and, and discovering he likes boys. This boy and his family experience the turmoil of living in the margins, the heartbreak of ghosts, and the braveries of the human heart. The stories of others living and thriving and dying across Houston, myriad um, neighborhoods are woven throughout to reveal a young woman's affair um, detonating across an apartment complex. A ragtag baseball team, a group of young hustlers, the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey, a local drug dealer who takes a Guatemalan teen under his wing, and a reluctant um, chupacabra? Mm. Brian Washington's brilliant, visceral, drawn world leaps off the page with energy, wit, and the infinite longing of people searching from home with soulful insight into what makes a community, family, and a life. Wow, that sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah, I just found, I was like, wow, that, that's a book I might read tomorrow. No, <laughs> we'll see. Nice. Um, okay, so now for our moon picks. Like I said, I, my moon is in Scorpio. Oh, moon? We're on moon? Okay, hold yes. on. You fucked me up because I was at Aries. Okay, go ahead. Um, okay, so my moon pick is uh, for Scorpio. Scorpios crave okay. psychological depth. So I picked Sea of Tranquility, which is sure to connect mm, with okay. their powerful mind. 
um, which is by mm. Emily St. John Mandel. So this is an epic genre-bending tale. Eliminates humanity as it follows characters across time and space from the Canadian wilderness in 1912 to a writer who has left her colony on the moon to travel to Earth on a book tour. This novel is simply mesmerizing as Emily St. John Mandel creatively weaves three main stories into a transcendent work of fiction. Emily is my girl. I love her. And this book is thebomb.com. Okay, next. <laughs> okay, so... I so you gonna have to hold me down on this one, all right? You okay. gotta hear me out. Oh God, I'm so, so with, okay. With my moon pick, I kind of use Capricorn's love for learning and the Leo's moon for the crave of creativity. So I'm like using okay. both of the signs to like okay. come up with the book. Okay. Now don't judge me, uh-huh. but it's on writing by Stephen King, and oh. I feel like I learned so much about yeah, I learned yeah. so much from craft and writing, and it embodies the memoir how to move like how to do certain things, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, Long Live the King hailed Entertainment Weekly upon the publications of Stephen King's on writing, part memoir, part masterclass by one of the best-selling authors of all time. This superb volume is a revealing and practical view of the writer's craft, compromising the basic tools of the trade every writer must know but must have. King's advice is grounded in his vivid memories from childhood throughout his emerging um, emergence as a writer from his struggling earlier career to his widely reported near fatal accident in 1999 and now how the inexcrutable in a, I don't know link between mm-hmm. writing and living spurred his recovery brilliantly structured friendly and inspiring on writing will empower and entertain everyone who reads it fans writers and anyone who loves a great story well told i feel like even if you're not a fan of stephen king he had a lot of good advice to give writers like it was just really like top tier advice that's a good pick dude good job yeah Alrighty. so our rising picks um i'm a cancer rising so with their hard mm-hmm. shell and soft interior it's easy to know cancer's Will love an enemies to lovers romance. I I'm a I picked, of enemies to lovers. I know. know. The one I picked for this is the mm-hmm. most unhinged, deranged <laughs> uh, novel of enemies to lovers. It's like true, true, true. They hate each other. Like these people are gonna kill each other. Vibes. Anyway, so it's called "You Deserve Each Other" by Sarah Hogel. Um, When your nemesis also happens to be your fiancé, happily ever after. (laughs) When I tell you it's unhinged. Anyway, uh, when when your nemesis also happens to be your fiancé, happily ever after becomes a lot more complicated in this wickedly funny lovers to enemies to lovers romantic comedy. (laughs) Lovers to enemies to lovers. That's just, it was so crazy. I read this, I want to say in 2020. Um, this one of the seven books that I read and this book is insane so it follows Naomi who has the perfect fiance Nicholas he holds doors mm-hmm. open for her he remembers her restaurant orders and comes from the kind of upstanding society family any bride would love to be a part of they never fight they're preparing for their wedding that's three months away and she is miserably and utterly sick of him <laughs> Naomi, she wants out, but there's a catch. Whoever ends the engagement will have to foot the bill for the wedding because it's non-refundable, right? 
So when Naomi discovers that Nicholas, too, has been feigning contentment, the two of them go head-to-head in a battle of pranks, sabotage, and all-out emotional warfare. (laughs) Dude, I was laughing, crying. This book is insane. It's insane. Uh, But with the countdown looming to the wedding day that may or may never come to pass, Naomi finds her resolve slipping because now that they have nothing to lose, they're finally being themselves and having fun with the last person they expect, each other. (laughs) I highly recommend it. I know that you're in a slump, but if you want to get out of it, like with a hilarious enemies to lovers, this is the one you should pick up. I I was dying. I was like, these people should be not together because they're so mean to each other it was so crazy yeah so crazy but that's my that's my pick and in the end you're like no they deserve to be together (laughs) they're just as insane as the other so they have to be together it's crazy my rising is aries and i feel like i picked this book i picked this book before as a recommendation but i don't Mm. give a fuck like Mm -hmm. aries rising should not care okay (laughs) so this book is called career's war by nina valera and Mm. i picked this book because sis alia was determined like she did not give a fuck she was gonna she had a plan she was gonna stick to it and that was that um it is also an enemies to lovers which you Mm. know we love it's a common theme in this episode right now so (laughs) Um, so after the War of Kinds ravaged the kingdom of Rabu, the autonomy um, designed by the playthings of royals took over the estates of their owners and bent the human race to their will. Now Alia, a human servant rising the ranks at the house of the sovereign, dreams of avenging the death of her family by killing the sovereign's daughter, Lady Creer. Creer, who was made to be beautiful, to be flawless, and to take over the work of her father. Creer had been preparing to do just that, to inherit her father's rule over the land, but that was before she was betrothed to to Seer Kanak, who seemed to have a thousand secrets. That was before she met Alia. Set in a richly imagined fantasy world, Nina Valera's debut album, um, novel is a sweeping romantic tale of love, loss, and revenge. The challenge is what it really means to be human. Like, to be honest, Alia was that bitch, bro. Like, she was. <laughs> It had to be somebody, like, Alia had a plan. She was starving. She was dying. Mm. She had a plan. She started from the bottom, and she she, she rose to the top, so. Aww. Nice. Yes. She was Aries rising, literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, if you pick up these reads, let us know. Um, yes. But, yeah, those are our recs. So, should we tease our next episode? We liked teasing last time. <laughs> We did tease last time. So what is coming up in the next episode? So, so guys, we are very excited because the messiest award season is coming up. Uh, um, so Goodreads is announcing mm-hmm. the picks for the Goodreads Choice Awards. And I don't know if you guys followed us last year, but we had a blast. <laughs> We did live reacting to the choices that were made and the bad choices that were made. Um, And yeah, we're going to do that again. Most likely they're going to release the finalists, not finalists. What do they call them? 
semifinals not even semifinals the nominated the nominated titles are gonna the be nominated out. yeah they're gonna be out on november 15 so i don't know when you're listening to this and then i don't know if you know this but november 16 they're gonna announce the winner of the national book award prize which we have oh. been following a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have a lot of uh, opinions. <laughs> yeah. So we hope you follow our journey into being mad about these. I don't know. I yes. feel like it's a pop. Let me not get into it. It's a popularity contest, but whatever. I know Colleen Hoover's yeah, going to win it's all like the awards. A clicking, it's like a clicking, you know. Yeah. Um, clicking uh thing instead of like something actually based off the fact that like mm-hmm. you know like the national book award where like there were readers and you yeah, know there's like a whole judge and, thing yeah yeah but i feel like this one is more of a public one and it's like i want to say it's like capitalism at its best right mm-hmm. like it's like what's gonna get you what's gonna have the people more attracted to like <laughs> you know whatever site is connected to goodreads you can right that um but yeah so that's the plan and i think that's it Right? That is it, guys. Nope. That is all we have today. Yeah, <laughs> we don't you. have a book that Vina's gonna read. I don't have a poem right now. No, because so I give up reading. So this is it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Alrighty, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>